Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. I am glad to be back in the saddle. Somebody, I talked to somebody last week and said, Pastor, what, where, where, what, what are you doing now? And uh, I'm, this is either a warning or, or I'm excited to. I'm here for the rest of the fall. I'm not, I'm not gone again till, uh, till the fall. And so, just honored to be back. And honestly, I, I love this season that we're in. I love times of prayer like tonight. Revival nights is going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't know how to. I don't want it to be hype. I honestly don't. I want you to feel the hunger that I feel for the presence of God. Amen, everybody? I want you to come hungry in, in, in our revival services for a move of God in your life. Uh, in this uh, series, uh, as we lead into revival, I want to I help you increase your faith. I want to help you build your faith. So I'm preaching this series called Believe for It. Catherine Coleman, the great evangelist, said, I believe in miracles because I believe in God. In other words, you can't separate the two. God is a miracle worker. Say amen to that. God's a miracle worker. How many of you believe God still works miracles in your life? Can I see your hand? <coughs> if your hand's not raised, that's okay. I hope by the end of the today's message, you'll believe God still works miracles. Miracles was not just a Bible thing. It wasn't just for somebody in a different time. But God is a miracle worker. He's a way maker. He is God and he does God's stuff. God's a better God than I am. Can I get a good amen there? He's better at being God. Let me give you a little secret to to living successful Christian life. Is when you stop trying to be God and let God be God. He's better at being God than you are. He's better at being God than I am. He can do what I can't do. He can open up doors I can't open. He can make a way where there is no way. He can heal every disease. He can open every blind eye. He is a miracle working God. Can I get a better amen than that? God's a miracle working God. Maybe you need a miracle in your life. Maybe you don't even know what miracle you need. Maybe you think I've never seen a miracle before. Some of you have seen a miracle. Listen to me. I know you have because I'm looking at your spouse. It's a miracle she, she said yes to you. It's a miracle. Some of you, it's a miracle that she even answered the phone. Come on, somebody. Like, it's just a miracle. Some of you have miracle children. You know, God gave you a miracle. That's, that's our story. Brandy and I uh, dealt with infertility for a number of years, and God gave us a miracle children. Some of you, it's a miracle you haven't killed your children. In their teenage life, it's a miracle. Maybe you've never seen a miracle with your own eyes. But I want you to know you're living in a miracle. You don't have to wait for lightning from heaven. God is a miracle working God. And God can do anything at any time. And God can do what you can't do. Say amen to that. You need to have the posture in your life that says I'm open to God working a miracle in my life. I'm open to it. You need to write that in your notes. I didn't put it on the screen, but you need to put it in your notes. I'm open to it. I'm open to a miracle. Some people aren't open to a miracle. Let me tell you a little secret about God. He will not force his way into your situation. It can't be your problem and God's problem at the same time. You can't hold on to it and then give it to God at the same time. God needs you to release what's in your hand and God can do what only God can do. You need to be 
open to the miraculous in your life. You need to look around for miracles in your life. You need to walk through your day going, God's going to perform a miracle today. God's going to open doors today. God's going to show up in my life today. God's going to give me favor today. God's going to give me supernatural wisdom today. God's going to give me peace today. God's going to give me joy that I haven't had today. God is working a miracle in my life. Say amen to that. The problem with this is you may be at the end of your rope thinking, I need a miracle, but I'm on empty today. I'm on empty today. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. If I were to give the last three, four, five years, if I were to give a word to the way our culture has moved, the the best one I know you may know better is overwhelmed. People feel overwhelmed. COVID and the pandemic and economic crisis and racial tension and political division there's just an overwhelming sense of heaviness there's too much going on you ever just turn the news on and then immediately turn it off and think not today devil I can't do it today I just can't hear any more bad stuff I turned the notifications off on my phone not because I don't care but because I was getting overwhelmed I can't see another disaster my mind isn't isn't built your mind isn't built for so much negativity and maybe you're here today feeling like there's too much there's too many responsibilities I'm overwhelmed and maybe you are in church today look in my eyes empty empty I don't have anything left to give Empty of time. I feel like I've run out of time. Empty of faith. Maybe, maybe you're a man in church today thinking, I, I don't know. I, we feel like we've done all we can, but I can't get out of this debt. It's crushing. It's soul crushing. I got to keep working, and I can't seem to get ahead. And there's always more month at the end of my money than there is money at the end of my month. Maybe you're a mom in church today, and you're thinking, I, 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 can't, I can't carry this anymore. I'm carrying this marriage. I'm carrying my children. I'm worried about so much. Maybe you're a 16, 17 year old teenager in church today and you're thinking, man, there's just so much emotional stress. Hey, look at me. If you're over the age of 30, you ought to thank God that you didn't have the pressures that our children have today. You have no idea the pressures that they're under, the societal pressure that they're under, what social media does. And we are living in a time over the last three years that most adolescents, over 80% say they deal with anxiety in their life. It's too much to handle. And you may be in church today thinking I'm at the end. It's empty. I got no more to give. I've been given to this marriage for 20 years and I, 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 it's not getting better. I've been given to this addiction for 20 years and I can't seem to get out. I've been battling this problem. I've been facing this depression. I've been fighting this sickness for a decade and I can't see, I'm at the end of my rope. I want to tell you, if you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to hear this. That miracle territory is always at the end of your ability. That God's miracle working power only shows up when you finally get to I don't have what it takes. I don't have enough. I don't have anything. Everything's at the end. When you've tried all. Here's the the crazy thing about God that I wish wasn't true, Anthony. Is God will let you try it all. 
How many of you wish God would just show up and take over? You know what I mean? Like I've been singing sometimes, Jesus, take the wheel. Just like, and, then you, and then you let your hands go. <laughs> and then he don't take the wheel. The car starts veering off. And you think, wait a minute, I wish you would take the wheel. It doesn't work that way. He doesn't take the wheel. He does not, he's not going to reach over where you are and drive. He's not going to take over all of that stuff in your life. You're going to have to get to the end, and that's where God shows up to work a miracle in your life. Shout amen to that. God will show up that way. I want to bring you to an Old Testament story if you have your Bible. The book of 2 Kings, I want to give you an Old Testament story. The book of 2 Kings is easy to find in the Bible. It's right after, smart Alex, right after 1 Kings. Right after 1 Kings. 2 Kings tells the story of a man named Elisha. I don't have time to give you his full story, but Elisha has received a double portion of Elijah, his mentor's blessing. By the way, God never runs out of blessing. God doesn't just have enough for your parents. Well, maybe my mom and dad just had something special. No, God has something for you too. Well, maybe my grandmama just had more faith than I've got. No, God always has more for you. God always has more for you. Say amen. God always has more. And so Elisha gets a double portion of Elijah's anointing. And Elisha rolls up on a situation that's empty. Maybe you'll find yourself in the story today. 2 Kings 4 and verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets. Let me pause here and teach you just a moment. That means her husband was a prophet. And the company of the prophets is a school of prophets that would work with the prophet in Israel. Elisha is the prophet in Israel. He is training these other prophets with him. And one of those prophets, this is his wife, cries out to Elisha and says, Your servant, Elisha, my husband, is... Everybody shout dead. Y'all can't even shout dead. Everybody shout dead. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. Always like that she says that because sometimes when I pray, I tell God, now, you know I don't deserve this. Now, you know this isn't fair. Now, you know I shouldn't be walking through this. You know my husband feared and revered the Lord. But now, his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. It's not bad enough I've lost my husband. But now my namesake, my husband's namesake, the only two boys who are carrying our last name, because we can't pay our debts, because my husband left us with a lot of debt, they're going to take my boys as bondservants. Verse 2, and Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? <laughs> Pause and look in my eyes. Have you ever had this conversation with God and you felt like God gave you a dumb answer? I'm the only, me and the people in the back. Really, all of you religious folks, it's never happened to you? Well, let me explain it for us and the three of us who've happened this way. I've gone to God sometimes and said, God, here's what I need. Here's what I want you to do. Here's how bad it is. I'm drowning over here. I got no way out. I'm, I'm broke. I'm busted. I'm disgusted. I got nothing else. I need some help. And God goes, all right, what do you need me to do? 
And I'm thinking to myself, God, did you not just hear that hour-long whining, complaining session? I called a prayer meeting. I gave you all of my problems, all of my stuff, everything I've done. I, I need some help here. And Elisha says, how can I help you? Tell me, verse 2, tell me, what do you have in your house? You need to underline that, that verse in your Bible Because if you live for God longer than today, look at me, you will constantly come back to this passage. What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? She answers, Elisha, your servant has, everybody shout the next word, your servant has nothing at all, she said, except. Small, a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around. Ask your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Verse 4, then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. I don't have time to teach it to you, but the reason why it's important your children are in church The reason why it's important your young people are at student service, the reason why it's important your middle schoolers serve on the dream team is because your kids need to see God work a miracle in their own lives. It's not enough for you to tell your children about God. They need to see the miracle for themselves. Say amen to that. With their, if you want your, I'm feeling it now. If you want your 18 year old to serve God, you better bring them at eight years old to the house of God. If you want your 24 year old to still serve the Lord after college, then at 14, don't give them a choice on Wednesday night. We go to youth service. Why? Because I want you to see the miracle that God is doing in the earth. Get in there with your sons. Go in with your sons. Go in with your sons. And pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it to one side. Verse 5, she left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. And when all the jars were what? She said to her son, bring me another one. He replied, that's all the jars we got. There's not a jar left. And then the oil stopped flowing. Verse 7, she went and told the man of God. He said, go, sell the oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is. What's that last word? You and your sons can live on what's what? What's left? Most Jewish theologians believe that her husband's name was Obadiah. It's the Obadiah that wrote a book in your Bible. Most Jewish historians think that Obadiah had died early. He ran a bit of an underground railroad for prophets in Israel. He had saved and harbored uh, and kept safe some 50 prophets when they were under attack. Most people believe he had died in battle and that this is his wife and his two Sons, and it's not uncommon for a prophet in these days to, uh, to to face insecurity and to have these kind of financial struggles. They've given everything they had. They've been persecuted. They're on the run. 
And so now Obadiah is dead. Her husband is gone. And now his debts have piled up to the point that they're going to take her sons as bond servants. In other words, we're gonna, we're gonna, if you can't pay this debt, you can give us your boys. They'll be an indentured servant till you can pay off your debt. Listen, there is no lower place than this. My husband's gone. I don't have anything left. The bills are piling up. I'm not employable. And now they're going to take my son's And she has no hope. She is at the end. Now, you may have a different situation today. You may be in church today feeling like, I know that story. It's different, but I know that story. I don't have anything left to give in this marriage. I don't have anything left to give to my children. I don't have anything left to give in this fight against cancer. I don't have anything left to give in this disease that I'm facing. You may know what it's like to get to the end of your finances and think, I don't know what else I can do. I'm working as hard as I can. You may, you, you may be at the end of your rope and your relationships thinking, I don't know what to do. Listen to me. God works miracles in your life when you get to the end. God will not show up for you as long as you're fighting it, you're handling it, you're working it. I can do it. It's in my hand wrestling it down. God's not going to show up and wrestle it out of your hands. God shows up when you get to the end and there's nothing left but God. Say amen to that. So you're in good company. I got good news. If you feel like you're at the end. Is that God is there at the end. In the New Testament we translate the word miracle from the same word we translate power. It's dunamis in Greek. It means God's power. It's where we get the word dynamite or dynamic from. It is literally God's power. It's God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. A miracle is when God does something for you that human possible there's no way I can't do this doctors can't fix this it's something that God only can do it's an open door that God gives you it's an instant healing that God gives you it's angelic activity in your life it's supernatural favor on your job it's being at the right place at the right time and having the right people it's a miracle that God will show up and I want you to raise your level of faith today to believe if you're at the end and you are empty and you don't feel like there's any more to give that's where miracle territory is that's where God will show up and do what only God can do shout amen to that that God will show up and do what only God can do the problem is listen to me the problem not y'all but people in first service Christians I know that go to other churches not this church you're good disciples Bible believing spirit filled Holy Ghost kind of believers. But other churches, people, they don't know what you and I know. And they falsely believe that miracles are some lightning bolt that comes out of heaven. And it's just going to fall in my lap. But almost every time, listen to me, I can't find an instance in this Bible that every time there's a miracle in the Bible, it comes with either a question or an instruction. It comes with, if I were you, I'd be writing that down. It comes with either a question or an instruction. So, in your life, while you're believing God for a miracle, look around and think, what has God told me to do? What's God asking me for in my life? If God wants to do it in your life, 
he's almost always going to give you a question or an instruction. Wow. Why? Why would God do that? Why would God bring a question or an instruction instead of the miracle? Look at me. Listen, let me help you today. Let me teach you God's word. Because before God wants to do something for you, he has to do something in you. Because before God does something for you, he has to do something inside of you. Before it just falls in your lap, you got to get your heart engaged. Before God just answers supernaturally, you got to know something on the inside of me has to change. Because this won't be the last devil I fight. This won't be the last place I'm empty. This won't be the last trial I'm in. And I need something on the inside of me that tells me this is miracle territory say amen to that everybody before God does something for you he does something in you and it grows you and teaches you and stretches you that God is doing something in me so he can do something for me let me add one more thing when God does something in you so that he can do something for you he does it so you can impact the world around you it is never just about you it's never just for you it's always so God can do something for somebody else. You need to know there's a question or an instruction with a miracle. And Elisha has both. Elisha has both for the widow of Obadiah. Here's the first thing. If you're taking notes in church, if you're not taking notes in church, write this down anyway. What do you have? What do you have? Have. What do you have? What do you have? We live in a society that focuses so much on what I don't have. And the widow of Obadiah comes to Elisha and says, Here's all I've lost. I've lost my husband, I've lost my income. I've lost, I'm about to lose my sons. And oftentimes we lead our prayers to God with, God, here's what's wrong. Here's what I've lost. Here's what's losing in my life. I need a miracle. I need you to move because I don't have this stuff. We don't have any land as a church And we desperately need land. We don't have a building of our own. We desperately need a building of our own. We don't have a job. Maybe you think, I don't have a job. God, this is what I don't have. I'm coming to you telling you, I don't, we don't have any security in our in our relationship. Well, I don't have a spouse. We don't have a home of our own. I don't have any direction in my career. Everything in her life was lost or losing. Let me pause here and tell you, this is the enemy's greatest trick to tell you, you are losing it all. You're losing it all. I actually think it's a reason why we use this colloquial term in our English language, that I'm losing it. How how are you holding up? Honestly, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I had a little bit of peace, come on teachers, at the beginning of the school year, but about second semester... I'm losing it. Come on, somebody. I had we had a little I, I had some hope in this marriage, but it's been 10 years and I'm losing it. We it, we had some hope that God was going to answer and heal my body, 
But I keep going back to the doctor and the reports get worse and worse and I'm losing it. I'm losing more than I'm gaining. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any uh, husband. I don't have any body. I don't have any money. I don't have anything there. Write this in your notes. If you want a miracle from God, if you're going to believe for the miraculous in your life, you got to stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. You're going to have to stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. God wants to know. Elisha asked this woman, what do you have? What is in your house? What do you have in your house? Stop waiting around for the big stuff and start looking around for what I have left. Stop celebrating what I don't have. Stop talking about what's lost. Stop talking about how bad it is and start looking around your life thinking, I do have a little bit of this. I do have a little bit of joy left. I do have a little bit of peace left. I do have a little bit of prayer and a few more tears I can cry. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Shout amen to that. I'm going to teach y'all how to amen a preacher at revival. You just watch me and do what I do. Stop. I'm I'm teaching you how to break the cycle of frustration in your life. Stop waiting for what you want and start looking around at what you have. You'll keep, listen to me, you'll tell stories of loss ten times more than you'll tell stories of what I have left. We will tell stories of what left us Instead of what we have left. We will tell stories about our heartache. Before we'll tell stories about our victory. We'll tell stories about what's gone. And what's bad. And what's broken. And where I come from. Before we'll tell stories about God coming through in my life. And if you're going to see the miraculous. You're going to have to change. Listen to me. Before God changes your circumstance. He will change your perspective. And you're going to have to change your perspective. That I'm not just looking for what I want. I'm looking around at what I already have. What do I have in my house? What do I have that's an open door for a miracle? What could God use? Elisha gave her an open door he did not give her a miracle he gave her an open door for a miracle what do you have left in your house what do you have that you can use what little part do you have that you can use and I love this this story is 4,000 years old but it's the most 2023 thing I could possibly read in the Bible because this is the this is the pervasive culture we live in today Elisha says, what do you have in your house? And she says, I don't think she said it like that. I think she said, nothing. I got nothing. That's the most 2023 response I could possibly read in the Bible. What's going on good in your life? Nothing. How's it going at work? Nothing's working at work. What's happening in your marriage? 
Nothing's going right in my marriage. How's your baby? My babies are dumb like their daddy. Nothing's working in my life. How's, how's your health going? It's terrible. Nothing's working in my life. Where, where do you have any pack? Nothing's. Uh, how are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping at all in my life. How, how, how are, you, are you taking it? To, nothing's working in my life at all. Keep looking straight ahead because I'm coming for you. Nothing's working. You get on Facebook and tell everybody how nothing's working, how nothing's opening up, and nothing's nobody's calling me back, and no applications being accepted, and nobody wants I can't even find a godly man anymore. Ain't no godly men anymore in this world. Nothing's working in my life. I can't find a woman who wants to serve God. Well, you can't find her at the club. Let me pause here and tell you that. And you're not gonna find him at the bar. Let me pause here and tell you that. You'll get whatever you're fishing for with whatever lure you use. Oh, I've been gone. I came back loaded for bear. Nothing. What, how much peace do you have? None whatsoever. How much joy do you, y'all don't talk this way. Other people at other churches talk this way. How much joy? None. I sit down with couples. Do you have any love left? No, I can't stand to see the sight of him. Nothing's working in my life. Nothing, nothing, nothing. What do you have in your house? Nothing. Except. Here's what I think happened, because I think Elisha's a good pastor like me. (laughs) Elisha kind of leans back in his chair, and he doesn't say anything. He just raises his eyebrows. When she says nothing, he says. She says, except for a small jar. I do have a small pot of oil. Look at me. Listen to me. But it's not enough. This is the enemy's greatest trick in your life. That he'll tell you you're not enough is nothing. That he'll convince you that your little bit, God, I feel what I'm preaching to you, that that your little bit left is nothing at all. Surely God can't use this little bit of faith I got left. Surely God can't use this little bit of joy I got left. Surely God can't use this little bit of peace that I have left. Surely God can't use this little bit of prayer that I can pray. Surely God can't use this little spark I got on the inside of me. Surely God. and, And so you'll answer nothing instead of something. Because you don't think it's enough. And it wasn't. It's a small pot of oil. And listen, oil is so precious in this culture. They, they use it for cooking. They, they use it for light. They burn it in lamps. They use it for medicine. They use it for moisturizer. Come on, everybody. It's Bath and Body Works. I can't, I can't. They use it to make leather pliable. They use it to anoint. They use it as an offering to God. But the good news I came to preach to you today is I'm thankful we have a God who knows how to do a lot with a little. That God knows how to do much with not enough. That God knows how to make... A miracle out of something that isn't much. God knows how to take your not enough and turn it into more than enough. God knows how to take your little bit of faith and get you through to the other side. God knows how to take your little bit of joy and give you some peace in your heart. God knows how to take the pieces of your broken heart and put you back together again. God takes not enough and makes it more. Just a little bit. 
all I got's a little bit of oil. All I got's a little bit of oil. It's not enough. But this is the same God who takes five loaves and two fish and he feeds 5,000. It's the same God that takes five smooth stones and a little boy's slingshot and kills a Goliath. It's the same God that tells Moses what's in your hand and he parts the Red Sea. It is not about what you have. It's about what you have left. But I got something left. It's little. Stop waiting for what you want. And start working with what you have. Stop waiting for a perfect marriage. Start working with the marriage you got. Stop waiting for full deliverance from depression. And start smiling at one of my jokes. Just one of them. Just one of them. Some of your face would crack. You ain't smiled in so long. Number two. I got five points. I'm on number two. Offer God what you have. And trust Him to give you what you need. Number two. Offer God what you have and then trust him to give you what you need she said this is all I got it's a little it's nothing honestly it's not enough to feed us it's not enough for our future you may be looking at your life thinking I just don't have enough I don't have enough faith to pray again I don't have enough joy sleep through the night I don't have enough peace to pull back the curtains and let the sunlight in but if you'll offer God what you do have you can trust him to give you everything you need you can trust God with what you do have honestly all she sees is loss and if I can be transparent with you while preparing for this message, I started daydreaming. You ever daydream? You ever talk to yourself? Anybody? Some of y'all I can tell. I started daydreaming. Sitting in my office right there. Thinking about the lost path. Thinking about what's left. Thinking about all that's happened over the years. You feel like you lose time. You feel like you lose influence. You feel like you've lost so much. Maybe just since COVID. Maybe over the last three or four years you feel like I've lost so much. And this woman goes to Elisha and she doesn't talk about anything except what she's lost. I've lost my husband lost my income I'm going to lose my sons I don't have enough write this in your notes and make this your anthem for this week if, if, you, if you're praying for a miracle and believing God what this woman had lost was painful but what she had left was powerful what she had lost was painful but what she had left was powerful. 
what you've lost in your life may be painful. The loss of a child, the loss of a parent, maybe not a physical loss, maybe it's the loss of an opportunity, maybe it's just the loss of time. You just think, man, I've wasted so much time. I don't know if I can ever really be all that God wants me to be. In the season, you may have lost a lot and it can be painful, but listen to me. The miracle is not in what is lost. The miracle is in what is left. The power rests in what you do have, not what you don't have. Oftentimes, I feel like God is supposed to answer my prayer by recreating new things. He's supposed to give me new joy, Jared, new direction. God, I lost all of this, so give me new. But could it be that real miracles is not God creating, but in God multiplying what you have left? That God may not give you a whole new supply of joy. He may just take that little joy you got left. And when you start pouring it out, it starts building and growing. God may take that little bit of peace you do have. And as you start giving it to God and pouring it out and using it to bless others. And that it starts multiplying and growing in your life. Elisha says, go and gather vessels and not a few. Not a few. Seems like a small thing, but the small thing is the big thing. Listen to me. God will fill your cup to the level of your expectation. God will fill your life to the level of your expectation. If you come to church, I'm going to give you a guarantee. If you're new to our church, you're probably thinking, what in the world is happening? Just come, just give us a year and it gets better. <laughs> you, you start thinking, I don't know what I don't know what we're doing here. I I, I don't know, and I, I I I don't get anything out of church. I really hadn't felt it. I, I just this message is not for me. Here's what I want you to know: that if you'll bring an empty vessel to God, He'll always fill it. But God will only meet you at your level of expectation. So if you come to revival nights and you just think, man, I just want to see the show, and I hope they sing the song I like, and you know I want to see what pastor's going to do, and. You know, bringing in new preachers, maybe I'll like one of those. If, if that's all you come for, listen, you'll come to church and leave the same way. You'll come to 52 Sundays at this church. Let me give you a secret. You'll come right here, 52 Sundays, and your life will never change. Because God will only meet you at the level of your expectation. But if you'll bring an empty vessel to God, God will fill your life. Here's the last thing I'll tell you, and I'll pray for you. Elisha says, gather the vessels and the miracles in the pouring. So write this in your notes. If you'll pour it out, God will make sure you never run out. If you'll pour it out, God will make sure you never run out. This is what the Bible says. This is my last thing. Listen, you can close your Bibles and look at me in the eyes. This is my last thing I'll tell you. God, Elisha says to her, you pour that oil until you don't have any more vessels. And they did. And they got, she asked her son, bring me another vessel. He said, we're completely out. And the Bible says, the oil ceased to flow. The oil stopped. By the way, let me pause here and tell you, I don't ever want God to have more than he wants to give me, and I didn't bring my expectancy to the level that God could fill it. 
I don't ever want God to have more miracle, more blessing, more direction, more discernment, more gifts. More. I don't want to, I don't want to ever think I left something on the table. I don't want to go to heaven and God go, well, I had more for you here. I had some opportunity here for you. I don't ever want any of that. To, I want God to know I'm an available vessel. Anything you want to pour into me, I got room for it. Come on, somebody. I got room for God. I made room. My expectancy is for God. But the miracle, listen, is not in the pots. The miracle's in the pouring. The miracle's in the pouring. And Elisha gets to the end and he says, I see all the pots of oil you have. Go sell what you need to sell. and You can pay your debts. And then he says, and you and your sons can do what? You can live on what? You can live on what? Look into my eyes. You can live. You can live on what's left. You got enough to live on what's left. I know you feel empty. I know you feel like this is the end of the rope, but you got enough to live on what's left. I know you feel like there's no more that you can give, but you can live on what's left. If you'll pour it out and give it to God, God will make sure you can live on what's left. Don't focus your eyes on all the loss. Keep your heart open live on what's left. Bow your heads and close your eyes all over the house. I'm going to give you a chance to surrender your heart to God. Nobody's looking around. Every eye's closed and the lights are dimming. But if this message is for you and you feel like you're at the end and I'm empty and I don't have any more, would you just raise your hand and say, man, that I know that feeling. I see you. I see you. Hands up. I see you. Keep your hand up before the Lord. So many hands in this service. So, so many people saying, God, I'm at the end. Keep your hand up as a sign to God. You're not raising it for me. Just tell the Lord, God, here I am. I'm at, I'm at the end. And, and honestly, I, there's so much loss. There's so much pain. There's so much stuff I don't understand. So much brokenness. So, so many broken hearts. So much stuff I can't get through on my own. And I feel empty and at the end and at a loss. And so, God... I give you what I do have. God, I give you what I do have. Come on, with your hand raised, you know what you have left. God, I do have something. I do have a little bit of joy left. It's just a little. That's not much. I don't feel like I have anything. But God, I do have a little I do have a little bit of peace left. It's not much. It's, it doesn't get me through the night, but it's a little bit. It's a little spark. And so I'm going to give you what I got left. God, I, I, don't have any, I don't have much direction, honestly. I don't, have, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. But I can think I can get up tomorrow and take another step forward. So I'm just going to do that. I'm going to give you what I have left. God, as I give you what I have left, I'm believing you that you're going to give me everything that I need. God, I'm believing you that you're going to answer my prayer. That, God, you're going to show up for me like no other person can do. Like no other situation. Like no other answer. That, God, you're a miracle worker. And this is miracle territory. And so, God, I give you what I have left. I give you the little bit that I have, the little bit of faith, the little bit of peace, the little bit of joy that I have. I give it to you. I pour it out to you today as an offering. Come on, do that. I pour it out of my heart today in your own way, in your own voice. I pour it out to you. God, I give you this little bit of, uh, of direction. I, I give you this little bit, God, that I got left. And I'm just asking you to use it so that I can move forward. Now, Father, I pray for every hand that was raised, every hurting heart, every empty person 
that today would be a day they bring the empty vessels. As a matter of fact, would you open your hands before the Lord? Everybody all over the room, just open your hands before God. Say, God, I'm available. I'm open to it. As a matter of fact, whisper to Him, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I'm open to a miracle. I'm open to reconciliation in our marriage. I'm open to healing in my heart. I'm open to loving again. I'm open to faith again. I'm open to joy again. I'm open to peace again. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I've given you, I'm giving you my empty vessels, the expectancy of my heart, and I'm open to God. You working a miracle in my life. I believe you for it today, God. My trust is in you. My trust isn't anywhere else but in God. My trust is in you. God, I'll do what you say. I'll gather all the vessels you tell me to gather. My faith, my obedience, my joy, my peace. I'll gather them all together, and I believe you. I believe you that I can live on what's left. (laughs) That I can live on what's left. Now, if you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, let me lead you in a prayer of surrender. Or maybe, more accurately today, maybe you once served the Lord, and now you're cold and distant, disconnected from God. You ready to de- rededicate your life to God? Ready to give your life back to the Lord? Go all in. Surrender fully if that's you. I can't pray this prayer for you, but I can lead you in it. Matter of fact, we'll all pray it together. Say, Lord Jesus need you today I bring my empty life I bring my empty promises I bring my empty dreams I lay them at your feet take my life every part of me my mistakes my sin my hopes my dreams I give it all to you today I believe you died for my sins I believe God raised you from the dead. So I surrender completely to you. I'm all in. You have all of me. Every secret part of me. Make me brand new. Cleanse me today. Save me today. Be the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shout a big amen. Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.